Welcome to the Owl Blue Showcase, episode number. And of course, I didn't even look that up, did I? La da dee, la da da. <laughs> How many times have people heard me do that? Uh, 19, 119. That's amazing. 119 shows, ladies and gentlemen. Also, on the the good news is that I got a I got a check. Yes, from CD Baby. It showed that I got fifty dollars, and and Spotify paid me a penny. <laughs> so, so that means a thousand songs of mine have played on Spotify. Who says you can't make a play in music? That's nowadays? right. That's right. So, and uh, I sold a couple CDs on iTunes, and some people, uh, iTunes Music, got, got quite a few, like fifty cents here, seventy cents there. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but that's a good deal. Yeah, and Google. Google's giving me a little money, too. So things are good. <laughs> well, hey, hopefully everybody's having a great summer. As summer has come to an end, we're getting into Labor Day weekend right here in good old Iowa. And uh, we're all kind of happy that you're here and joining us, listening to the blues on your Labor Day weekend. For those of you new to the show, uh, thank you for joining us during the down season. <laughs> it's uh, it's always fascinating. I was looking at the stats. I think I mentioned this last week, but uh, we've been on the air for about two and a half years, and it's like every uh, summer, fall, it's like we just go, our numbers go down, and then you get to November, and then December, slowly, and then all of a sudden January, boom, right back up. Now, I don't know if people get it like a, a iPod for Christmas or something. Is that it? I don't know. But maybe that's what's going on. So, you know, or people are just like they're, they got the holiday blues. So they look up a blues podcast. And they go, All right. And then by by summer, they're cured of their blues. So they don't listen anymore. But, but as as your doctor of blues, I say you must listen all the time to get the full effect of the blues, so that way you'll be cured of your blues. <laughs> all right. It's time for our favorite segment, Letters, letters. Chano. We get letters. We get stacks and stacks of letters. Letters. Chano uh, couldn't be with us, and he's on vacation, for those of you who are wondering. Like, where's Chano? Somewhere in Omaha, Nebraska, I believe. All right, letter number one. Nobody answered. Uh, Jack from Alaska. Is Jimi Hendrix blues? Good question. Uh, I would say yes. Uh, and the reason I would say yes is even though he's kind of like, uh, like proto-metal, but really, when he first started playing, he was playing a lot of blues and R&B. Uh, he did play with Little Richard. There's a real cool video on YouTube, if you can find it, of him playing with Little Richard and also the one with him with the Isley Brothers. So he was definitely in the right genre there. And then uh, towards the end of his life, he was definitely playing more blues. And I think I, I told the story last week. Uh, maybe that's why you asked. Uh, that uh, the Isle of Wight was the last gig he ever played. And uh, the crowd was actually booing him because he wasn't doing all the behind the back and between his legs and all the weird stuff. And he was just playing straight blues. And they were really upset with that, which is unfortunate uh, because uh, he could play the blues. And, uh, yeah, uh, he's definitely a blues man in my book. I mean, you know, 
definitely one of my early influences towards the, the blues. All right, uh, Hannah from Calais writes, uh, love the new shows, keep, up, keep the blues coming. Uh, well, any, these aren't really new shows, uh, Hannah. This is, I mean, they are new uh, as far as uh, us recording new content, but uh, it's still the same old show we've always done. It's just uh, we're just slowly getting ourselves uh, reorganized. Uh, and this is a good time of the year to do it, you know, because, uh, you know, trying to get new listeners. So, uh, you know, trying to get back to what we used to do. My, my goal is that somewhere down the line we'll have the band and the full audience and, you know, what we did back in uh, the early 2000s. But uh, right now this is, uh, this is, I like this. This is intimate and small. So, and, you know, just much easier technology-wise for me to do than to do the big shows. All right, question number three. Three. Thank you. <laughs> I missed that on the other ones. All right. Andy from Mar Marfa. I, Mar Marfa? Is that Texas, maybe? Marfa? It's like oh, our guest doesn't know he was shaking his head, which is good radio, by the way. <laughs> Marfa, Texas, do you think? Possibly. John? I don't know. I've never heard of it. But. Isn't it the Marfa Lights down there? No? I don't okay. know. I remember Martha Ray when I was a little kid. No, 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 Martha. <laughs> Not Martha. Martha. Mar oh, Martha. Martha. My bad. <laughs> now, now all five people in Martha, Texas are going to be angry at us that <laughs> way, John. It's not Martha. <laughs> all right. Uh, this actually comes from uh, on iTunes. It says, I love this podcast because it's both a great documentary of blues in the Midwest and great entertainment. Well done. Thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. And you, too can uh, leave us notes or comments on any uh, platform, especially iTunes and, uh, and Podbean, because I'll definitely read those on the show. Also, you can email me at tgary62 at gmail.com, and uh, you can be on the show. So just like Skeeter from Texas, you could be a regular. So send in your letters. Jono! Letters. We get letters. Thank you, Jono! Isn't, isn't modern radio wonderful? Love it, love it, love it. Yes, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listen and introduce our guest for this evening, Mr. Tom Buckmiller. Yay! Should we call you doctor? Tom is fine. Tom, Tom is okay. fine. Okay. Hang on here. But I think you're all right. Better now? Yeah, you're better. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Tom is a is a uh, professor over at Drake University in the education department, but he's still a blues man because he actually teaches some blues over there, which is really cool. And what's the name of that class again? Uh, it's a first year seminar, so it's like an orientation class, and it's just uh, life in the key of E minor, what we can learn from the American blues movement. So. Yeah, you know what? I love that book. I actually read it, and I'm I'm jealous because. I, when I read it, I can tell that it was written by undergrads, which to me is important. And it's not a put down, it's because the kids that write my history professors, or history uh, papers, sorry. Uh, let's start that again. Anyway, the kids that write papers for me, uh, they read like their post grad stuff. And I know that they're swiping it for somebody. <laughs> so when I read your book and uh, that your kids wrote, and it's like, 
I wish my kids wrote like that because it's, it's honest. I loved it. It was so good. And I felt like you guys did a great job with the, you know, local musicians. And uh, just it was just an all-around great thing. Yeah, they're first semester freshmen, too, so they're really uh, coming in. We do a, a peer review process to try to get them. But you don't want to take the, the voice away from the students. So it is what it is. The, the main thing was the interaction in that particular book between the artists and the students. And they're just learning and taking that in. So that conversation is most important. But it's nice to have a documentation. We wrote a second book, and now we'll start a third one. Maybe we can talk about that later, too. Oh, sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, like I said, it just I loved it because, uh, you know, I, I stopped doing papers just because I got tired of reading this stuff because it, it was just too good. It was too perfect. I mean, it, it's like not only things spelled right and the English is right, but, I mean, there's just the the... the, the the, the academicness of it was so high. It's like, okay, maybe a handful of kids could do that, but not the whole class. <laughs> it's like, uh, so I'm, it's like, no, we're doing something else. <laughs> See, maybe I should add you, if next time I do adjunct work, I'll have you come in, you know, maybe you'll spark them or something. I don't know. <laughs> if you can't spark them, I can't spark them. Ah, right. You know what you're doing. Yeah, you know maybe, what you're doing. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, what, let's just get in some blues. What, what do you want to play? Should do a little uh, walking blues. Okay. Key of E. All right. And uh, we'll go with it.
shot them Oh, Walker Blues woke up this morning Tell me, walking blues ain't bad. It's the worst damn feeling that I think I've ever had. Some people tell me, those walking blues ain't bad. Well, you know, I got them. I got them all. What do you guys got? Right on the spot. You keep me going here. Let's do um, let's do Kia D. Kia D. For those of you scoring at home, Kia D. <laughs> play your air guitar at home. You got to play in the right key. There you go. You look a little sister. Oh. Stevie Ray covered it. I don't know if that's his original thing. I don't know. There's there's a couple different little sister but they're completely different I'm used to the Elvis one but I played the Stevie Ray one too look at little sister right oh yeah that's look at, yeah that's yeah. Stevie yeah well, we used to call it little sister in shorthand down in Kansas City yeah
bass guitar on there oh dear oh no that we don't want that that's simple hang on here there we go all right okay we're good all right hey we're back how you doing <laughs> and i won't edit a single second of that so there you go because we do it live <laughs> yes all right. So, uh, so I know you from Drake, but what, the, what, what about before Drake? Sure, sure. Well, I grew up in uh, South Central South Dakota, right by the uh, Rosebud Indian Reservation. That's blues country up there. That's, that's, that's <laughs> not blues country. <laughs> yeah, I think I have five total downloads from South Dakota. <laughs> it's, it's country and western, and yeah. a little bit more of that. But I grew up as a radio DJ in high school, so I did uh, oh, cool. AM and FM radio, Magic 93 FM, South Dakota's Hot FM, and wow. Country 1260, the Country Music and News Authority. So, Dang. So that was a uh, fun four years, so you kind of get to see some concerts and yeah. be around the music as much as you can, but um, I played, uh, started playing guitar just as a way a guy in church said, I'll teach you how to play guitar if you play in church. I said, okay, in my mind, I wanted to play guitar to get chicks yeah and the fun stuff so <laughs> yeah. it, you know it worked out but um see it, it bursts for it, piano doesn't work i just gonna let you know you made the smart choice i don't know man those guys <laughs> those keys players the guys yeah. that, they're smooth because they, <laughs> they right. can do a lot more than they <laughs> so then i was a teacher i taught some fifth grade in northern iowa and like that and i where in northern uh iowa? hampton dumont hd oh yeah I great district there. yeah so then Got my master's in administration, went to the dark side, was a school principal back in South Dakota. No, yep, really? Yep, at a Catholic school. You can't that. be that old. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 44 and a half. Oh, man, you were, you were a pup when you were a principal. Yeah, 26. 26? Yeah. Oh, my God. They must have run right over you. <laughs> I replaced a, there was a 100-year-old nun that was retiring. Yeah. She wasn't done with her career. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh. And so they brought, they went the opposite. You bring a 26-year-old single guy, you know, non-religious, but not yeah, you yeah. Know, that. So they went with a different direction. And so we had a, it was Sacred Heart School. I love this. It was a great school. Wow. So then, uh, anyways, long story long is uh, we ended up at Penn State, uh, do some more doctoral work out there. Ooh, and, uh, Penn State. Now, that's a really good ed uh, program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, art education started there, too. Uh, Lowenfield, this went, I believe, no, he was from, he was from Penn. University of Penn, but Penn State also. I mean, Pennsylvania itself, uh, they, they were really good in uh, a lot of research and education. So, We'd only lived in the Midwest, you know, like the five state regions. We, we didn't have kids then, so we like, just, just do it. So we went out there and got our education. My wife's a Spanish teacher, so she taught some out there. And then we ended up back here at Drake, and um, we just sort of bought our 10th year back here in Des Moines, so we love it. Wow. I mean, yeah, and you got lucky. Drake's a, a really nice school. Uh, yeah. We like and uh, uh, back in the... When I first went to Drake, when I was a student there in the 80s, uh, it wasn't, uh, it, was, it was hitting hard times then. Uh, that was before Bob Ray took over. And Bob Ray helped a lot. You know, he, he's one of those guys that just, 
he died recently, but I mean, he was one of these guys that just, uh, just his personality alone, uh, he could change the, the whole climate just by him and his goodness, you know? So, I mean, he was real positive when he took over there. And then uh, we, we had a couple other really good prince, uh, presidents come right after him. Uh, and uh, so now we, we feel like a D1 school. And I've told a lot of people that because when I went there, it didn't feel like D1. It felt like just slightly better than Grandview. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now it just, when I'm on campus, it's like it feels like, you know, we're, we're, we're up there, like we're an equal to any D1 school. Mm-hmm. So. And I like it. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, hopefully you will stick around. Have you got tenure yet? I do have that knocked out, so that's good. Nice. So, yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> so nice. I could still get fired. Yeah. It'll take a little more work, but I'm capable of that yes. probably. So. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I teach mostly school of education, uh, like school admin classes, leadership classes, and do some research. So I've got two research strands. One is American Indian education, kind of back to my roots in South Dakota. Cool. And then some uh, assessment stuff, which is not exciting to talk about in the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> gets me research, so. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then, of course, you have your uh, little blues uh, uh, class for the... But it's about writing. It's not really a blues history class, but they do get history out of it, don't they? Yeah, so it's a high-interest. These first-year seminars are high-interest classes. So there's one on Star Trek, one on Harry Potter, right? And the re- uh, reading, I'm sorry, writing and critical thinking classes, you're supposed to use the high-interest topic as a vehicle to get there. So then all the students who sign up for this before they're, when they're still like that summer before, so there's 20 who sign up for my blues class, they all live together then on the same floor, so they're grouped by interests. So they're saying all the people, all the kids who signed up for the blues have that interest together, so they live together, and that's their orientation group. So oh, cool. it is a nice program, and then they come into my class, and they already know each other, and we kind of do some bonding and stuff. So this year is the third year we've done a book project. First year we focused on artists, and you were in that book. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, for giving us some of your time. And that, that was fun. Yeah, you did a great job. Then last year we focused on the other uh, Trinity piece would be the fans. So they interviewed oh, local sure. Blue Society fans. And that's good, you know, learning how to be a fan. Sure. You know, and this year we're going to focus on venues. So oh, I cool. think we're going to look at seven. I mean, we know there's not probably true blues venues like there used to be. But there's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, some venues that definitely support blues music. So yeah. we're going to try to find seven of those. Yeah. And students are going to look at it from an uh, artist perspective, like what's it like to play in this joint, fan perspective, and then maybe the history and maybe uh, current reality. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm just using my brain. I can think of at least two. So. <laughs> so Yeah, at one point there was quite a few, but well, maybe three. You know, it's always, there's always these maybe ones that they have a blues jam on a certain night and all the blues cats go there, so I suppose you could call it blues. Mm. But at least for one night, they're blues. But, yeah, there's no, yeah, blues on grand was probably the end of the line. Yeah, and that's the, the standard. It was set pretty high from, you know, what they say, so. Yeah, well, you know, it was a long run. It was uh, Vicky's Poor House, which, you know, blues guys played there, but they didn't play there. Nobody played there very often. It was a dive. I mean, it was basically guys that got out of jail went there and drunk <laughs> for free. And then, uh, then uh, uh, Blues on Grand, and then the Grand, and then, uh, no, no, it was the Grand Avenue Lounge, then the Grand, then Blues on Grand. You know, they were all blues clubs, just three in a row like mm. that. So. And, we'll, and I'll take the students, so they have to go on these required field trips. So they got to go to um, 
they they love it. It's a good required, but they got to go see a blues show. So the easy one is the Butter Cow Blues Band on the second Wednesday of every month at Lefties because it's just a block off campus. I work yeah. with the owner, so I say I'm bringing these miners in. Nobody's drinking, but um, um, and then we just look at a lot of different things. I want them to see live music. I want them to see the audience, and we talk about dynamics. I said, watch how Bob Pace will bring it down, and and you know when they signal a one or four or five, what that means, and eye contact and all that stuff. So there's a lot to learn, and I want to give them something to look from a fan's perspective. So they like that. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, it, well, and I was thinking too the other the other places. Um, I'm over there on uh, Walker. Um, uh, uh, it's a uh, not the the club. Um, <sighs> what is it? Downtown? No, yeah, it's across street from East. Um, oh, the Elks. Elks, yeah. Hawkeye yeah, yeah, yeah. Elks. Yeah, that's a that that's blues right there. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do still do Saturdays. Sometimes they do more funk and soul, but they, I mean, still that counts as blues in my book. So, mm-hmm. and they're hardcore blues fans. If you play the blues right, they love you. So, I haven't been there in a while. I need to go back. <laughs> and maybe you guys get you guys coming to my class. I try to get a couple speakers in and players and. Uh, what about a live podcast from the class? There you go. That'd be fun. Uh, tough it, to find time. It, yeah, I was going to say, it, it's tough for me to take a day off with, uh, you know, with my schedule. Let me call the bishop and... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> tell him. Hey, hey. Uh, we're trying to keep the blues alive that's here, right. bishop. <laughs> well, we're getting a new guy here eventually. Yeah, so. yeah. Although I, I just read now that you, at 75, you have to send in your resignation, but the Pope doesn't have to accept it. So he might still be here. Because I haven't heard any talk about a replacement. So. All right, that was Inside Baseball of the Catholic Church. Welcome <laughs> back to the podcast. All right, hey, let's play another song. Let's do uh, Key of D. Okay. Do this uh, Nobody's Fault But Mine. Blind Willie Johnson. Johnson, okay. So we're going to go play D to the 5. Nobody's fault but mine Nobody's fault but mine If I fail to read my soul be lost But nobody's fault but mine
taught me how to work. Daddy taught me how to work. If I fail to work my soul, then I was but a nobody, but a mine. Nobody's fault but a mine. Nobody's fault but a mine. If I fail to read my soul, then I was but a nobody's fault but mine. Come on, take Taught me how to read. Sister taught me how to read. If I fail to read, I so belongs. No but a fault but a mine. Mama taught me how to pray. My mama taught me how to pray. If I fail to pray, I so belong. But it's no but a fault but mine. I got a Bible in my I got a Bible in my hand If I fail to pray So belongs A lot of blind guys, blues players. <laughs> That's right. Sight back then or something. <laughs> yes, especially from uh, the East Coast. I heard a legend that uh, a lot of them went to the same school for the blind and that they were taught guitar, but added that could be just legend. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Reverend. Was it Reverend? Blind, blind, uh, McTell? Maybe not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like argue said, with you because it could be. It could be anything. I feel like you are the blues doctor, so well, I don't want to be that disruptive kid in class. I'm <laughs> just. The, I just got an MA, man. I don't got a PhD, so <laughs> I can't be called a doctor. <laughs> and by the way, I mean I don't want to get too nerdy, but uh-huh. I read your thesis. Yeah. And it's hard to get, by the way. But yes, it is. <laughs> it's a. It's a good, and it's a. I think it's a must-read for blues fans, especially oh, yeah. the yeah, yeah. metro area here. Yeah, yeah. So I, have you thought about putting that in book form? I have, but uh, I was warned not to self-publish because then it would never get published academically, and then nobody academically has ever approached me for it. So, and it's been what twenty years almost. So I should probably just self-publish it. But um, make a little money. Yeah, I don't know if I would or not, but uh, I just felt like the the people on Center Street, their story needed to be told because it had been so. You know, they've been, I hate to say this, but this happens a lot, where I believe that their story didn't measure the same as uh, as white realtors or white people that were in, you know, 
in a property. And, you know, so there were people that made money and there were people that didn't make money. And the people that didn't make money on Center Street when everyone came in were the African-Americans. And, uh, and nobody would take their story seriously. And, you know, part of it was, you know, Gaynell, uh, they, they had torn her reputation down so much over the years that no one was going to listen to her anyway. You know, and, and I find that happens a lot, especially to uh, African-Americans who stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't right. And then they say, well, you're a complainer and, and we're not going to listen to you. So, you know, I just felt like I, all I had to do was dig around and, and took what Gaynell did and took what... Uh, um, her, um, ah, I can't think of his name. Uh, DePatton. Uh, Hobart DePatton. What they had said... And then all I had to do was just look it up and look up through the, you know, research it through the uh, properties and the newspapers and all that and just backed them up and with the facts. And then after that, it was pretty obvious that, you know, they got screwed over. But Well, it's an important piece, and it's glad, I'm glad that it's documented now yeah. in a historical text because um, – but it's a good read. That's the thing. It's an yeah. academic, but it's a good read. So. Well, and I meant to write it about the music. It just – you know, it just you can't write about Center Street unless you write about what happened to it end, you know. And I think I said a few weeks ago uh, about Center Street, the only thing I remember is like being four or five years old and looking up Center Street when my dad was we were driving down Kiowa going downtown. And that's it. That's all I remember of Center Street. You know, never was on it. We never drove on it because we wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have wanted to drive down it, I guess. At least my dad wouldn't have. Uh, I would have because it looked colorful. It was like lights and people and it just looked like it was a lot of fun going on down there but yeah. there's a place called Basin Street East yeah down there and I was a teenager I couldn't go in but we used to walk down by there and just stand outside and listen to the music wow going out it was good it was cool yeah well there was quality musicians that played there I mean there's some of the best that ever played you know they couldn't stay anywhere else in Des Moines except for on Center Street so that's where they stayed was in the boarding houses down there, in people's houses. So, I mean, just imagine, uh, Ron Hill was telling me, the African-American bass player, he's, he's uh, deceased now, but uh, he used to tell me about, you know, his dad was a piano player, and, and it's like Cab Calloway would just show up one night and just stay the night because Dang. where's he going to stay, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, he, all these cats, you know, Count Basie, you name it, you know, but the only guy who didn't have to stay down there was Louis Armstrong because Louis had kind of broken the barrier. He could stay in a white hotel because he had become so huge, mm -hmm. but uh, even he would be found on Center Street. And those guys would play. and You know, they'd be done playing at maybe 10 o'clock or something for a white audience, and then they'd show up on Center Street and play till like 4 in the morning. And the know? good shows. That's the good shows. <laughs> That's right. All right. What else you got there for us? Do another one, huh? You're focused on music, this, huh? Yeah, we That's focus we on talking and music. We just do a little everything. <clears throat> Let's do a, a song I wrote. All right. We're going to do uh, Kive straight. Original. But we'll do some hits on the verses. You'll see my okay. probably about four hits on the All verses. Right. It's a like quick kind of a, uh, almost a train shuffle maybe, but uh, whatever, you, okay. whatever you do with it. So. Daddy 
told me, don't you do like me? He played that fiddle man on moonshine whiskey, oh no. Don't you follow me, son? And I'm a whiskey man with a guitar problem. My daddy told me, don't you do like me? He played that mandolin on red label Jim Beam, oh no. Don't you follow me, son? I'm a whiskey man with a guitar problem. Stop, you got a little? Don't you do like me? He played that fiddle man on moonshine whiskey. Oh, but don't you follow me, son? Well, I'm a whiskey man with a guitar problem. One more one. My baby told me, don't you do that show? You drink that Templeton and forget you come home by the day. Don't you follow me, son? Well, I'm a whiskey man with a guitar problem. Whiskey man with a guitar problem. Whiskey man with a guitar problem. Yeah. Woo! That was a burner. Thank you. That was a workout. I was lost there. I was going, now what should I do? I better keep it simple. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Hey, so uh, we haven't talked about the, your band. We need to talk about the band. They'd be very upset if you didn't talk about them. I mean, talk about them in a good way, you know. But a boom. Boom, boom. We got Jimmy the Weasel. Uh-huh. So it's a fun band. It's about three years old now, Project. It's a, now an eight-piece band. Keep multiplying. Whoa, really? I, I, I can't keep up with and, it. And a sound guy, so we got nine guys on paying. So you got a horn section then? Um, a sax, great sax player, Michael Koziak, a, a public school med, uh, educator at Carlisle oh. Band Teacher. So oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And I got a, a keyboard player, Phil Perbert, does all kinds of stuff on that keyboard. Two guitars, a harp player, also plays congas, uh, Wow. Then uh, we'll have uh, Dr. Sarah Beiser-Ling, who's our uh, vocalist, uh, lovely and talented, and she's a family medicine doctor in uh, Dallas Center, oh. Iowa. So she's just got a brand new practice up and running. And she so she is a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> the one that can save lives. That's right. She's so. not a PhD. She's an MD That's or a right. DO. Yeah. Or a DO. Could be a DO. Probably a DO from around here. We have a lot of DOs. Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine, which is the same thing as MD anymore. 
So yeah, it's uh, tell you what, it's a fun band, and um, played Valley Junction last night. Probably does, you know, whatever, but uh, keeping busy and um, good to do. Cool, cool. A lot of blues. It's kind of a Blues Brothers type stuff. Like, oh, we'll, cool. Yeah. We'll extend it, um, um, but uh, a lot of twelve bar. Then we'll do a little of this and a little of that, and get a little soul rock and roll. So it's a good, good band. Then uh, kind of another project I've got is. Um, would be a four or five piece band. So that's Tom Buckmiller and the Tone Tailors. Okay. And so that gets me back to kind of the, the Chicago blues that I can do all night long. Sure. And so, and not quite, you know, just a smaller group. And then I rotate the lineup on that because I, um, you know, I, I just want to play with a bunch of different, we got so many talented players in this town. And I just yeah. want to kind of share it around. And, and um, so that's good. So this week, uh, Wednesday, we're playing. I got a Hall of Famer Bob Pace on guitar and Greg Sutherland on bass. And then Jim Jive Willits on drums. So, you know, it kind of shifts around about every other week, and I like that. So it's kind of cool. Hard, so. Cool. That's a good deal. Trying to do some solo stuff, too, like acoustic yeah. and resonator stuff. And that's, yeah. that's fun to do, too. Uh, uh, Bob Pace was with me last night. We played uh, Mickey's in the western suburbs. You got to be tough. You got to be tough to go out to the western suburbs. Yeah, so I know. You just, just be careful if you go out there. <laughs> Um, but uh, he is—he played harp all night long. Yeah, they don't me, like so. blues out there, just so you know. It's uh, <laughs> a different type of blues out there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bob Pace used to say. Uh, you tell him to play uh, Stevie Ray and Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix, and they think you're a rock band. Mm-hmm. And you're all right. Mm-hmm. They don't know you're playing blues. <laughs> There's a trick to it. Yeah, backstage boogie band. I mean, we. You know, we we do a lot of blues, and probably about twenty-five to half, depending on the night and where we're at. If we're playing some place where we got a really old crowd, and, and they're into the, the that stuff, we'll play more. But if we're in the younger crowd, we'll do more funk than that, or more, you know, seventies rock. Just depends on on the audience. So, and you know, there's a couple of different philosophies on that, um, but. When I find myself in front of an audience and getting paid little money, but still, you know, like I think you you got to entertain the crowd that's there to some regard, and um, you know, you got to stay. You know, for us, it's it's got to be twelve bars of something, and so sometimes you can get into a little rock and roll and a little bit of soul with that. Yeah, well, see, that's the problem I find with blues, though. So they don't want to pay um, because we get. I mean, we have to have at least a hundred bucks, or we're not playing. You know, both bands, even my blues bands, that way, because we're just we're tired of doing the tip thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's disrespectful. You know, so you won't see us on Ingersoll, either band. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've been asked to play a couple places up there, uh, more than once, and then they want to pay us tips, and we're like, sorry, it ain't happening. You know, tipped you are on a portion of the bar. Yeah, and that's not happening for us. No way. Yeah. And and you know. If 20 years ago when I played in a band, I mean, you play at some of these places, you get 500 bucks, 400 bucks, or whatever. Yeah. But man, it's still about the same. It's still four or 500 bucks in some of these places. In yeah. 20 years, so it's, it hasn't progressed. So. Yeah, that's true. Although, here in Des Moines, that's good because uh, there was a time when we were getting 50 bucks a man. Yeah. You know, so I mean, but uh, yeah, you know, we, we hold out and we found a lot of clubs to play at. We just will play, you know, we play the east side and the south side. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, there there's some places that uh, that are very uh, rough reputations, but uh, it's like they still pay you, and their money's good, and we're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and the backstage boogie band, it's like nobody's gonna mess with us anyway. So, <laughs> so we're kind of a scary band. 
you know, I appreciate what you guys do with this podcast. I just want to give you. you a little credit for that. Thank I you. Mean, Thank you. It's uh, work, and uh, I think it's probably fun work, but still takes your time and your energy yeah. out of that. But, I mean, there's so many people trying to keep the blues alive, and um, this is a significant way to do that. And I just want to make sure you guys get uh, respect and my appreciation for what you do. This Thanks. is fun. Thanks. Well, we get to meet new people, too, you know. Yeah, and I say 10,000 people can't be wrong. So. <laughs> like, that's, that's not bad for two years. So I know podcasts to get 10,000 into the first minute they go live, but, you know, we're blues podcasts, so 10,000 is a pretty dang good number. Mm -hmm. so. Thank you. That was shameless self-promotion right there. <laughs> so what song do you want to do? Let's do a um, song called 20 Years. Okay. This has been uh, Big George Jackson. He's up in uh, St. Paul area. Okay. Harp player. Big, he was a big guy. But a local guy, a friend of mine, Dwight Dario, oh, played yeah. in that band. So they went on 14 European tours. Cool. And so I picked up this song. It's called 20 Years. It's about George's father, kind of the yeah. struggles he went through. So it's going to be E, D, and A. children about this tall and I pray to the Lord above that I didn't get up and leave them all times are getting rougher times are getting tougher I'm gonna keep on hanging on cause as long as I'm hanging I know I can climb the Lord came to me to stand up and be a man Cause leaving your wife and your children, son You know that ain't in my plan But my kids, they won't listen, no They ain't got no right But I wouldn't give them up, no, no Not even for one single day Times are getting rougher Times are getting tougher I'm gonna keep on hanging on Cause as long as I'm hanging I know I can climb The bill collected knocking He's walking his dough I said brother I will give you some Just as soon as I get a little more But my car is broke down now I ain't got no ride But I got to keep my chin up I know I can't break up my stride hey, 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 hey. Times are getting rougher Times are getting tougher I'm keep on hanging on, on Cause as long as I'm hanging I know I can climb Come on.
me and my wife, we've been together for all of these years. We've laughed and we laugh, Lord knows. We've got a million tears. My children, they've grown up now. They haven't children of their own. I wouldn't give it up, oh, no, no. Not even for one single day. Times are getting rougher. Times are getting tougher. I'm gonna keep on hanging on now. Cause as long as I'm hanging out, I know I can climb. Times are getting rougher. Times are getting tougher. I'm gonna keep on hanging on now. Cause as long as I'm hanging out, I know I can climb. No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's hear it for the bass player. All right. Yeah. Steady. Yeah. yeah. He has locked in. Yeah, yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah. But my left hand hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny story is that in Kansas City, I didn't use my left hand very much because I was a rock guy and I was used to playing with one hand. And, and the guy I played with, John Paul, used to hit me on this hand if I wasn't playing it. So I started playing with it. And then here in Des Moines recently, I'm playing with a bass player. And every time I use my left hand, I hit my hand because he doesn't want me to play. So you can't win as a piano player. But I have to admit, John Paul was right, though, because in Kansas City, if you, if you listen to the real good jump blue stuff, you can hear that that left hand the piano and the, and the bass are like vamping on that same kind of drive. And it like really makes the whole band just like pop. Proto rock and roll right there. All right. So I think we can do one more. So what you got? Let's there? do uh, Give Me Back My Wig. Oh, yeah. I like any breakup song that involves a wig. A man of <laughs> little hair myself. <laughs> the Hound Dog Taylor, I believe. So he preferred, as I, I didn't know the guy personally, but um, I think he preferred women with short hair. But he'd buy them wigs. Really? And then, uh, oh, Hound Dog, I think, did his own thing. Yeah. So he often um, uh, would break up the, with the women. Or yeah. maybe and the, take the, the wig yeah, back? Yeah, he wanted his wig back. And that's what, <laughs> Give me back know? my wig. You know? Can you blame a guy? <laughs> that explains. I always wondered just what was going on with that song. Just wants a damn wig. That's what <laughs> that's right. yeah. Give me back my wig. Yeah, yeah. Go downtown, you said 449. 
over Everybody know what you're gonna do Oh, give me back my wig Honey, that's your head over Really got no business Another hour of the Eye Blue Showcase. I want to thank y'all for listening. I want to thank Madam Jules for singing our theme song as we head on out. And I uh, hope you've had a great week. I hope everything is good for you. And if you got the blues, please listen to the blues. The blues will chase the chase the blues away with the blues. That's the blues. 
When you're feeling down, you're feeling ill, you're feeling whatever, listen to the blues. Make it feel good. And I know all the stuff going on in the world out there. You got to feel the blues right now. But you know what? It's all right. You listen to blues and it'll be okay. That's all you need to do, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We got to go. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week on the Iowa Blues Showcase. Thank you.